At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number two of Big Bets here on VSIN. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel. We do have an update on the studio. AC's back on, baby. Feels nice. I was like, wait a minute. I, I forgot. It's well, not 1,000 degrees in here. Been cool as a cucumber all day. Well, most people know because you and Kelly didn't complain about it. Were we complaining about it all week? I don't know. I sat here with my jacket on. Like a professional? Oh, yeah. You had no outburst of any kind yesterday about it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we got a pro tip for hour number one. <laughs> Do not need to fire pregame on, on any of these NFL games. Because like them all, you don't love any of these four games. You're intrigued by the games. You're going to watch the games. But there might be a better live scenario here because there's so many concerns, i.e., the offensive line of the Bengals. Jalen Hurts, is he really hurt? How's the shoulder? What's the Giants going to look like in Danny Dimes? It's not the Minnesota defense. How about the Cowboy defense? Are they really banged up? Are they okay? There's a lot of question marks around a lot of these teams. Brett Meyer, is he going to be able to make a kick? So maybe you wait in-game, get a feel for it. I did that last week with the Bucks and Cowboys. It got even a better number at one and a half, and the Cowboys and pounded that home. Amal, that might be the way to go. I, I would agree with you. I think that's the most prudent move. Sometimes the best bets are ones that are not made. Yep, absolutely. So that's pro tip for hour number one. Again, you have access to up to 20 of those a day across the VEASAN spectrum. When you become a VEASAN Pro subscriber, when you do, go to VEASAN.com. You can sort those out by show and or by sport. It's Friday. That means we bring in Nick Whalen. Of course, he is a RotoWire senior analyst. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at Whalen. Just substitute the L for the number one. All right, Nick, let's get into the NFL, if you don't mind, before we get your NBA selections here, because we've been talking about it. I think we've got a lot of differing opinions across the network, and I, I guess that's what you get when you get down to the Elite Eight here in the NFL. You get tight lines. Let's start off with the games tomorrow. Let's start off with that Chiefs game here. That number's been in flux a little bit. Uh, it got as high as 9.5, down to about 8.5 here. What do you make of Kansas City against Jacksonville? Well, first of all, I'll say I, I agree with them all. I, I don't love the board this week nearly as much as I did last week. And, and it all starts with this game. Look, you guys know I'm a Jags fan. I My, my heart uh, obviously feels one way, but I can't feel great about Jacksonville in this spot. Um, you know, the, the one thing I keep trying to talk myself into is they can't possibly start as badly as they did last week, right? Like right. there's no way they're down 27 nothing in the first half. 
And, you know, two weeks ago against Tennessee, I didn't feel like they played all that well either. So if you want to make this roundabout case that maybe the Jaguars are due to get off to a better start, I could buy into that. But we know the numbers on Andy Reid off a of bye, 28 and six straight up, 18 and two straight up at home in those situations. Um, I, I, I think Travis Kelsey is going to give the Jags defense a ton of trouble in this spot. He's only 99 yards away, guys, from setting the all-time playoff receiving record for a tight end. I think he could easily get that in this game. He comes into this with six straight playoff games with at least 95 yards. We saw Gerald Everett, you know, tear up the Jags defense last week. So I do think the Jaguars come into this with some level of confidence. You're kind of playing with house money at this point. Uh, but at the same time, they've been playing with fire so many times over the last couple of months. Like all of their big wins, the, you know, the Cowboys, the Titans, uh, obviously last week, uh, you could go back to that Ravens game in the regular season. All of those were these crazy come from behind wins. And all those were at home. It's a lot different to do that at Arrowhead. Nick, got a few questions for you. First of all, at what point in time did you turn off the game? <laughs> Second, in all honesty, I'm going to tell you now, I, I'm pull, calling you out on that one. I actually at halftime did not believe the game was over at 27-7. I legitimately thought, okay, you get a quick score. By about the eight-minute mark of the third quarter, you're down 13 points. It's not that big a deal. I'm not taking anything away from the comeback, but I didn't feel like – to me, this was not the Bills – versus the Oilers. This was not the Vikings and the Colts we saw this year. I thought Jacksonville did a great job and then hitting that deep play. I mean, as a fan, what was your emotion like? I mean, where, at what point in time were you like, okay, this thing is a possibility here? Uh, well, I'll say in the first half, I had zero emotion. I was uh, in like sociopathic mode at that point. <laughs> I, I just, I, I didn't turn the game off, but I, I just kind of stared longingly at the television. Uh, you know, at no point did I ever think the Jaguars were coming back to win the game, but you're right. As soon as they got that final touchdown uh, just before the half, I think it was to Evan Ingram to make it 27, seven, you know, then the wheels start turning, you start doing the math. Um, but you know, you have to keep in mind at that point, the Jags received the opening kick immediately turned it over. So yeah. I'm thinking, all right, the chargers are getting the ball back. They're probably going to score. And then if, if they go up 34, seven, you know, mathematically it's likely over Sure. the craziest thing to me. And, and like you said, I agree. I don't think this is in that same, you know, craziness level of the Vikings comeback against the Colts, but what made it so kind of unexpected and in, in many ways unemotional for me is there were no real big plays right, in the second right, half. Like other right. than the the Marvin or the uh, Zay Jones touchdown, which was what, like 35 yards? Other than that, it's not like the Jaguars returned a kickoff for a touchdown or had a pick six or there was a big fumble that swung the momentum. It was just slowly chipping away, slowly chipping away, slowly chipping away. And then all of a sudden it's fourth and one. The T formation's out there and there's Travis Etienne running around the edge to set up a gimme field goal. Yeah, it's like the most nondescript great comeback in the history of pro football, right? Like, there's exactly. no signature play to it that you yeah. go, oh, that's where everything turned. Well, I thought the quick strike right. touchdown to Jones was big, and I got to give uh, them credit. I thought the play on fourth and one to mm. ETN was yeah. one of the best play calls I've ever seen in that situation. Uh, because if they don't make it, they still had a couple of timeouts. They could have utilized them, but it was unlikely they would have been in a good position to be able to get the mm -hmm. ball back and win it. But to me, uh, I, I was really impressed with the call there. I, I thought it was a great call. It really was, but like because it seemed like a benign comeback, right? Yeah. When you look at, say, the Bengals in their game last week against the Ravens, there is a descript play, right? That's the play everybody's been talking about, and the 98-yard reverse skate, and somehow the Bengals didn't play their best football, and they get the win over the Ravens. Now they go to play the Bills, and Nick, this has got a weird feel, feel on Sundays. We stay in the AFC here. And now this line again is kind of fluctuated, got up as high as six. You know, it started around four and a half. Now it's settling in around five and a half here. We know it looks like three offensive starters gone for Cincinnati. What do you make of the Bengals now? It does feel like a revenge spot, even though that first game technically was canceled in a no decision, if you will. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know exactly what the, the right term is to describe that one, but I, I think Cincinnati internally feels pretty comfortable in this matchup. And I don't think there's a ton that we could take away from week 17. You know, we, we basically saw one possession for each team, but to me, it means something at least that Cincinnati marched right down the field and scored a touchdown on the bills defense, you know, on the road at Buffalo. So I, I actually like Cincinnati in this spot. I'm glad this number continues to climb. I, I think we've maybe gone a little too far in worrying about the offensive line injuries. It's definitely a big deal. I understand it being down three linemen, especially your left tackle it's difficult to overcome, but if there's a team that has the skill position guys and you know, can kind of, if they need to turn this into a shootout, uh, is able to do that. I think it's Cincinnati. Like I, I, I just don't really trust Buffalo right now to not play sloppy football, 
value possessions in the way they need to. I mean, if they play in any way similar to the way that they did last week against Miami, they're losing this game. Like, yep. if they play the same game they did last week and they're playing the Bengals, they might lose by two scores. So at some point, you know, the, the Bills keep winning, but at some point they need to prove that they can actually stomp on an opponent and not have careless turnovers and, you know, not fumble the ball that, that just gifts the other team a touchdown and, you know, kind of lets them back into the game. I mean, they blew a 17-point lead last week to Skylar Thompson and the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. I mean, I, I think, you know, the Bengals can get off to a rough start. You know, maybe the offensive line struggles, Burrow's getting sacked. I mean, I don't even know if it matters. I think this team can come back on Buffalo. And look, we saw him do the same thing last year against Kansas City. Yep. So, look, I, I, I like the Bills to win this game outright, but I love the Bengals to cover. I love the summary you just gave of that game. I completely agree with everything you said there, including the fact that if they play like they did last week, they're going to lose by two scores. Nick, want to go to the two NFC games. Which one intrigues you more? Which one do you think might have an opportunity to bet on? To me, I, if, if I had to bet one of these games, I would go with probably the Giants and the points because I'm concerned about, excuse me, concerned about Jalen Hurts' health. The San Francisco Philly number, I'm sorry, San Francisco Dallas number is exactly where it should be, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I think it's just a game maybe you get an in-play opportunity on. Yeah, I, I think Dallas played so well last week yeah. that it's caused me to second guess them a little bit. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting because I felt like Philly and Dallas kind of came into the postseason on similar tracks. Like you didn't feel great about either team. They'd kind of strung together some questionable performances. And then all of a sudden the Cowboys come out and play maybe their best game of the year, all things considered, given the circumstances. I, I think that's especially true for Dak Prescott. Obviously, completely different beast going up against the San Francisco 49ers. The big thing when it comes to the Cowboys for me guys is can they play a clean game two weeks in a row? You can maybe, you can maybe get away with one turnover and beat the Niners. If they turn it over two or more times, they're not winning that game. That's just how it works against San Francisco. And the Cowboys have not demonstrated an ability to consistently play clean football. I mean, prior to last week, it had been since week 11 that they went turnover free prior to that it was week five. So Dak played really well. The offense looked great last week. I'm hesitant to to buy back in without seeing that happen two weeks in a row. Uh, I'm with you on the Giants. I I like the Eagles to win this game, but I I love the Giants to cover. Uh, I got a couple numbers to throw out for you on that front. Only once in the last eight eight years, excuse me, have both one seeds covered in the divisional round, and it's only happened twice in the last 20 years. They've gone 0-2 ATS eight times during that span, so it's overwhelmingly likely that at least one of the Eagles and the Chiefs is not covering, and only 64% of teams favored by between seven and 11 points in the divisional round end up winning outright, not even covering winning mm-hmm. outright. So I, I, I think the Eagles could be in some trouble here. I, I think the questions you raised about Philly are, are valid. You know, and that numbers moved up. Uh, Philly's now laying eight. I like it even better as a giants backer. And Nick, I said this to them all uh, earlier on in the show, uh, you know, I'm kind of like Al Pacino over here. I think it's dog day afternoon. I like a lot of dogs this weekend. And I think two of them, could outright win, and you might not even need the points. I'm not sure which two, but I think dogs are going to be biting. Nick, I apologize for a movie reference that was after you were born. <laughs> Great movie. I, I, look, I am not a movie guy at all. I'm, like, notorious for not watching movies. So, yeah, this is kind of a, a double whammy for me. You're out of order. You're out of order. Don't this worry, whole courtroom don't, is out don't of order. Worry. Nobody born in the last 40 years has seen any movie Davis referenced. Al Pacino is a lawyer, Nick. It's fantastic. You got to check it out. Check him out at RotoWire. You can follow him again on Twitter, as I do, at Whale, and just substitute that L for a one. Nick, enjoy the uh, – should be a really good round of football. We'll catch up again next week. Hey, I'm fired up, guys. Best of luck this weekend. All right, check out Dog Day Afternoon whenever you get some free time. All right, when we come back, <laughs> let's talk a little college hoops and pick your brain them all. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see the changes and all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Great having Nick Whalen on in the last segment, talking all things NFL. Going to have Jordan Sherwood join us later on in this hour from Chicago to catch up on his thoughts for UFC 283. A great, great fight card down there in Rio de Janeiro. That's how Diddy said it back in the day. Uh, Let's get to uh, college basketball for tonight. And Villanova's going to take on the Johnnies. And, boy, this was an old classic rivalry with Raleigh Massimino, Luke Carnesecca back in the day. Those days are over. Villanova looks like they're lost without Jay Wright. What about the Johnnies now weighing four in this spot? I'm wondering if Jay Wright knew the cover was going to be a little bit bare and pulled a uh, Jimbo Fisher and said, I'm getting out of Dodge here. No more playing in the palestra. Let <laughs> me get out of here. The, uh, this is an interesting in revenge spot here for St. John's. They lost against Villanova earlier in December. Uh, they had an 11-point lead in that game. Ended up going down by 15, I think 78-63 in this one. Uh, Villanova is a team that's been inconsistent, coming in at 9-10. and 10. St. John's great, great win on the road against a UConn team that's reeling right now. Uh, this is a game I would look towards SJU, but no way I'm going to play it. A couple things I would look for in the end game here. Number one, if you can get a Saint, uh, excuse me, Villanova at about 6.5 or 7 at some point, great play on number. Uh, also, if you can get about 142, 141, 140 going over the total, I still think you'll wind up with points in this game. Hmm. Both teams are inconsistent shooting the basketball, but St. John's will dictate tempo, and Villanova's fine going up and down, uh, but didn't play this game at all. That is interesting, though, what you said, what you're looking for. You're actually charting for, for playable live numbers in this game. And let's let's talk about the total. So right now that's 150.5, okay? So you're – I'm not – if you get the slow start, that's the thing. You're not going to force feed this. If you get the slow start and say you're at the 10-minute mark, let's say we get to the under-8 timeout – and that game is, you know, like 20 to 13 or something ridiculously low. Theoretically, if that number dr- drifts down into the 30s or, or at least low 40s, that it still becomes playable at that point? Absolutely. Perfect example last night, BYU-Santa Clara, 34-26 in favor of the Broncos at halftime. That one's got 60 points. Total was 146.5. So likelihood of getting over the original total was re- very remote. remote. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, the second half, 
They scored 99 points. Wow. Um, I took it at over at 138 and a half. It, it just looked like to me there's going to be fouls. It's a tight game. There's going to be some scoring. And you wind up with you know a game total of 159. So that's exactly what Amal's looking for with some of these in-game possibilities uh, that you can find. Again, you got to be on them. You got to know what the the original total was. Maybe look at what the halftime score is, or before you get to half, with the uh, live in-game numbers, and maybe you're going to get a much better number than you would have uh, before tip. Let's get to another game that I know that you do like on the docket tonight. That's Boise State against New Mexico. Uh, normally, I think of um, altitude a lot of times with these teams. What do you make of Boise getting three? on the road against New Mexico. I think it's going to be a tough spot here for the uh, for the Boise State Broncos. Um, this is a team that's played extremely well. They had a good road win at St. Louis earlier this year. Um, I think they won at Auburn as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a team that's done a really nice job throughout the course of the season. I'm sorry, that was St. Louis that was at uh, Auburn. But, uh, you know, Boise, Leon Rice's squad is really good. But now Rick, uh, Richard Patino Jr. has done a great job with this team. They're really tough at home. You mentioned the altitude mm-hmm. down in Albuquerque. Tough home court, tough home crowd there in favor of the Lobos. I like this number. I played it at two and a half. I'd played up to three. Wouldn't go over that because the one thing with New Mexico is I don't think they're going to run away and hide in this game. I think it'll be a tight, tough game. Jalen House, uh, his dad was Eddie House, who had a great career at oh, Arizona yeah. State and then played in the NBA. And then Jamal Mashburn Jr., of course, his dad is Jamal Mashburn Sr., who played at Kentucky and long career Jeez. in the NBA as well. Both guys are combined averaging about 35 points a game, do a tremendous job for UNM. Uh, I like the way they play. And, Dave, you brought up the altitude. It'll be a factor later in this game as you get into the second half. And UNM wants to go tempo. I don't know if Boise State's pace can be slowed down enough to be able to dictate the terms for uh, the Lobos. Okay, wait a minute. Mass Jr. Mm-hmm. for UNM. Yep. I mean, for some of us, I can't believe we're talking about Jr. Because we know Mash could score 30 when he just wakes up and puts his jersey on. Tell me about Jr. Really good player. I mean, to me, you know, he's not as big as his dad was. His dad was 6'7", Jamal Mashburn Jr., 6'2", out of Miami. Solid, solid scorer. Can shoot the basketball. Um but really good, probably not an NBA player like his dad, but a really good college player. What a great college player is dad. What a great NBA player. Tremendous uh, college player, Kentucky. Whew. And if Ricky P puts a guy on the ball, oh. we don't have to hear about the rat for the rest of our lives. Christian Leitner doesn't go down and is maybe the greatest college basketball player of all time. That did, shot doesn't happen. Did he just really say that? There's no question Christian Leitner's top 10 of all okay, time. Okay, Lou Alcindor is like the greatest college basketball player of all time. Pistol Pete Maravich is in the conversation. I, that's fine. I can get on board with either of those guys. Do you but want to you, say three you national have titles to put Christian Leitner in the conversation first of, of all, greatest college basketball player of all time? First of all, Dave, I don't have to do anything because you don't pay me. Second, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, there's no way I'm putting him in that conversation. He doesn't even get a sniff in the top five? Dude, Walton was 21 for 22 in the national championship game against Memphis, won two national titles. Part of an 88-game winning streak. Lou Alcindor won three national titles, three MOPs. The pistol only averaged 44 I points a pistol. game. I I'm just telling you, I but you, you know, I you're like one of these guys who's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and throw Steph Curry in there with Michael Jordan. No, we're not throwing Steph in with MJ. Was okay? he three-time college player of the year? I don't know if he was three-time. He was two-time, but I, I can tell you this. He was a great, great college player. Top five, top ten of all time. No problem. But the best? No. I didn't say the best. I said in did with the best. No, I said in me. with the best, and I specifically said no, Lou Alcindor and Pistol Pete Maravich. You didn't say that. I, I said I specifically. You said one of the best. Yes, no. I said one I, of the I best. I thought he said the best. No, 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 no. I apologize, with, and I owe you an apology because no, no. I would have never gone down this path. No, I would I, never have said the best. I think oh, I'm Lou sorry. Okay, I apologize. They switched the rules because of Lou Alcindor. I mean, when you do that, it's... Amal, we might be getting word downstairs that he said the best and walked it Of course he did. Walked it back afterwards. Did I walk it back? Of course he did. Did I say the best? I said, I thought he did I immediately of, walk it back. I did. Like, he did immediately. Because I immediately said I am, very, I am very precise when it comes to verbiage. <laughs> Let's move on to the NHL. <laughs> Can we, just, the- <laughs> can we just talk about the greatness of 97? And all of you people on the East Coast are missing the greatness of 97. Connor McDavid is the best player in the National Hockey League since Mario Lemieux. This guy is unbelievable. He's going to wind up with 160-plus points this year. For, for all my people back in the East Coast, especially in Washington, D.C., the great eight, heard of him? I mean, you're going you're gonna to put... The kid over Ovechkin's the great a, Ovechkin's a great player. He's going to be the leading scorer of all time in terms of goals. He is not at the same level that Connor McDavid is. Okay, I'm not, I'm not 
I'm not going to. It's not even close. Yeah, you guys can't look at me. I don't even know. I'm just telling you right well, now. The, I'm lucky can, I know what It's always been Crosby or Ovi. If you're in the Washington, D.C. area, you don't know. That's been one of those there. two guys. You're either, either you're Sid the Kid right. or you're, you're the grade eight. But let me tell you something. When you look at what this kid is, Connor McDavid, mm-hmm. this guy is putting up numbers. And when you look at all-time scores, for me, it's two guys and then everybody else, yep. 99 and 66, and mm-hmm. you don't even have to say the names. 97 is like that. This guy is so good. It is unbelievable. He leads the league in assists, leads the league in goals, leads the league, obviously, in total points if you lead in both of those. <laughs> I mean, this guy is just absolutely an assassin. He is fun to watch. There's no doubt about it. And I know people in Pittsburgh right now are going, I cannot believe you guys are omitting Sid the Kid. We didn't. We brought him in the conversation. Pittsburgh minus forty tonight against the Sens, plus twenty for Ottawa. On the road as they go to the igloo. They used to call it the igloo there in Pittsburgh. Um, puck line here is plus an hour 75. You think the Pens get it done by two or more in regulation. What do you make of tonight's tilt? You know, Ottawa's not bad. A little bit inconsistent, but Pittsburgh, same problem. This team has not played particularly well. The one thing I would check is who's in net tonight for both sides. That's mm-hmm. always cru- crucial. You look at Forsberg tonight going here for the Senators. Yep. 8-9-2 uh, and two overall. Tristan Jari in net here for Pittsburgh. 15-5-4. and four. Um I would lean towards the pens in this game here. All right, minus the dollar forty if you don't want to nibble with that uh, juicy price of plus dollar seventy-five on the puck line. One more very quickly before we take a break. Talk UFC coming back with Jordan Sherwood out of Chicago. Avalanche against the Canucks tonight as we go north of the border to Vancouver. Uh, Canucks right now home dogs plus the dollar twenty-five. Of course, the Avs reigning defending minus the dollar forty-five on the puck line plus the dollar fifty. What do they make of the Avs this game and also big picture? Of the prospects of repeating. Well, first of all, I think they've got an opportunity because the West is still one that can be won by anybody. Uh, when you look at this team, you're waiting to get back Gabriel Landeskog, who will yep. come back around early March. Uh, McKinnon back in the lineup. Colorado's playing well. Last three games have outscored their opponents 17-4. to Vancouver struggling 2-8 and in their last 10 games, not playing as well. I think this is a cheap price on an Avalanche team that's mm. starting to surge. Yeah, that's the thing. You're kind of waiting for them to get healthy, and if they do, they're going to be a dangerous out. What happened to the uh, Vegas Golden Knights last night? That was kind of a... Ville Husso got traded from the St. Louis Blues to Detroit. has been a solid goaltender. Three shutouts on the season. Played well last night. Detroit defended extremely well in the third period mm-hmm. to get that uh, 3-2 win. The West is going to be maybe a little bit more interesting now, but again, I, I, I'm expecting the cream to rise to the top here with Colorado at some point. When we come back, going back out to Chicago. Catch up with Jordan Sherwood next. Talk all things UFC 283 down in Rio. Come on back. It's Big Bets on Visa. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest games, well, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits are going to see where the money and bets are moving for every single game. Deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99. Come part of the Sports Betting Network. That's VSIN slash subscribe. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. Cannot wait for the fights this weekend. UFC 283 down in Rio de Janeiro. And again, first strike is coming out later on today across the VEASAN spectrum. All of your experts for an hour are going to break down this amazing UFC 283 card very quickly. We're old, but we're not, I don't think, old enough to remember Zaire, Ali, Foreman, Ali, Bumbaye, Ali, Bumbaye, right? But I've seen the, I've seen it all. Kelly, I wanted to give him the line from the helicopter scene in uh, Die Hard. He goes, just like Saigon, eh, Slick? I was in junior high, blank. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't, we didn't watch it when it happened. We all know the stories of it. That's kind of the feeling you might get Saturday night in Brazil. That type of atmosphere where it's going to feel like Brazil against the world. Let's bring in Jordan Sherwood. He is the co-host of the unnamed MMA podcast at ESPN Chicago. Follow him on Twitter as I do at Wood on ESPN 1000. Jordan, we know you're driving because you're a busy man. Please be safe on the roadways of Chicago because I, I got a lot of tickets back in those days. Uh, you know, I was just kidding with them all, but you know how these fight cards go in Brazil, right? Yes, UFC Apex and certainly over there here at T-Mobile, it's raucous, but it's a different feel in Brazil. 
How much do you think that will play into your handicaps when we know there's a Brazilian on every fight in the main card? Yeah, that, that's the amazing thing. I mean, for them to return to Brazil, return to Rio, it's the first time they're there since March of 2020 for the pandemic. And when you think of like unbelievable crowds for live fights, you obviously think of Vegas. I think you think of, you know, overseas in London and England. And then you think of Brazil. And I absolutely believe in some of these particular instances because every single fight uh, except one will feature a Brazilian versus a non-Brazilian fighter that you do have to take into account the energy, uh, the passion of the fans, the motivation of the fighters, and in particular, a fight like the co-main event, which many believe will go to the judges' scorecards. Judges could be swayed by the reaction of the crowd if Devison Figueredo is, you know, landing some powerful strikes compared to, you know, maybe a, a volume striker in Brandon Moreno. We've seen that time and time again happen in UFC fights, and I suspect we'll, we'll see it again tomorrow night. Jordan, are you coming to us from the favelas of Rio? Because I saw you looking around just now. I didn't know if you were under siege yourself right now. I'm in the, okay, safely not driving. I'm in a parking lot, but, you know, people are walking around. We're out here live for a, a live remote for ESPN Chicago. So, uh, yeah, I, I am making sure I am safe and secure in the, uh, you know, the Toyota RAV4 here. This might be one of the best hits we've ever had. Here uh, well, I just saw him looking around. I was a little bit concerned. Either it's something, somebody's doing something that's not right, or he saw something that's pretty entertaining. It's absolutely fit. This is a man that's dedicated to talking to UFC, that's for sure. Let's get to the main event here. We got Jamal Hill uh, against Glover Teixeira. You know, I, I was kidding earlier today. I don't know if you saw, you know, No Country for Old, Ma old Men, the movie. That country is Brazil. They love their old fighters. They love the Anderson Silvas, and they certainly love Glover Teixeira's. Uh, you know, they just they can't get enough of some of these guys. Jamal Hill's got the age advantage. He's got the speed advantage, but he's not going to have the crowd advantage. Does that affect the younger guy in Jamal Hill against the veteran who's been up there against everybody that the light heavyweight divisions had to throw at Glover to share? I, I mean, I certainly think it could. But in Jamal Hill's case, like this guy struck the, the, the lotto. I mean, this guy was sitting on his couch watching a light heavyweight title fight and then literally got called by Dana White and was told like, this fight's no longer for the title. We want you to fight Glover in Brazil. Uh, you know, Hill's a guy that ha has not fought anybody in the top five yet. He's getting a title shot and he's going to have a tremendous opportunity. Uh, and, and also as you, you were just kind of alluding to the speed, the, the, the power advantage, like he's going to have a very clear path to victory against Glover Teixeira. And in my mind, Jamal Hill only needs, around a round and a half to touch Glover once he has got lights out power and we've seen it on display the knockout of Johnny Walker certainly has gone viral this week people remember remembering that fight is that blue, is that, that blue or black fight. label <laughs> Johnny Walker needed some black label after that night it was I call it a Bugs Bunny knockout and it was a bizarre knockout to the names yes Johnny Walker opens the main card uh not the drink but um <laughs> Look, look, Jamal Hill has uh, has succumbed to takedowns in, like, every single one of his fights. Tiago Santos took him down six times. His UFC debut against Dennis uh, Stoyuk, I think, six times got taken down. So, obviously, Glover, like, gets one takedown. Uh, the fight certainly could be over. Uh, so, I'm expecting fireworks for sure. My official play is under one and a half because I think we're getting a quick finish, either a knockout by Hill or a, a, a submission uh, you know, ground and pound, if you will, by Glover Teixeira. It's it's a fascinating uh, main event here. Again, we know Yuri Prohaska right now, uh, who did win the belt from Glover Teixeira. He is injured, so he's not keeping the division on hold. And now we're going to have this. It's not even an interim bout. It is for the championship here as uh, Yuri Prohaska heals from his wounds. All right, let's talk about the co-main event. Not once, not twice, not thrice. Four times a charm between Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno. And again, you've got a guy that's already cemented in USC lore in Brandon Moreno as the first Mexican-born champion going up against a favorite of Brazil in Davison Figueredo. We got a draw, we got a win, and we got a loss for each guy in this uh, trilogy so far. How do you see fight number four playing out? Yeah, I think there's so many factors to it. I mean, Brandon Moreno is a guy that's not going to be intimidated going into hostile territory. He understands the importance of it, if you recall. That main event fight against Sergio Pettis, he lost, he lost in Mexico City all those years ago uh, as the featured fighter. 
these two guys, like, you know, just are mirror images of each other. Maybe Figueroa's got a little bit more power. Uh, Moreno, a little bit more reliant on his cardio and, and his volume. Uh, I was worried about Figueroa from a weigh-in standpoint. He looked great. Mm. He looked like he was having fun. I know some people that I respect are handicapping it that Moreno, or excuse me, Figueroa, didn't change camps. He stayed in Brazil. So, yeah, he's surrounding a bunch of yes-men. Maybe he's not training as hard. Then again, Moreno had to switch camps. He was under the tutelage of James Krause early on in his fight camp. Had to move that camp, obviously, because of the hot water that James Krause is in. For me, I, I, I'm sticking with my gut, and it's Figueroa. I think Figueroa won the first fight, but he got the, the dockage at the point. He also took that fight on 21 days' notice. It was the quickest turnaround in championship fight history. And certainly Moreno, you know, dominated him in the second fight. But I think Figueroa dominated the third fight and won a convincing decision. The power is going to be on full display. And I think Figueroa is motivated to win in front of his home countrymen. And he's going to do enough on the judges' scorecards with those significant oohs and ahs of those strikes win in his hand raise and especially as the underdog he's plus money right now i'm with you on figueredo i'm on him as well in that co-main event i do want to talk about Dorino gilbert burns going up against a guy neil magny that i feel like just never gets the respect that he's due and he's not getting the respect in the betting market plus 380 for the american neil magny we understand gilbert burns is probably itching for a title shot again uh what do you make of burns in front of his countrymen and women yeah, look, it's it was shocking that to find out Neil Magny's younger than <laughs> Gilbert Burns. If you think about how long Neil Magny's been fighting the who's who, the welterweight division. Look, I, yeah, I agree that the balloon lines are a little head-scratching, but I think that what Gilbert Burns brings to the octagon, the athleticism, the power in the striking, and the grappling has had uh, caused fits for Neil Magny in his path. And I go back to the fight against Michael Chiesa, that Magny lost, or the fight that against RDA that he was submitted in the first round. I think we're going to get a similar fight. I, I think that Gil Burns going to be motivated to fight in front of Brazil and his countrymen, and he's going to get Neil Magny out of there. So, yeah, Burns to win straight up, not to play. Burns inside the distance. I think he gets the finish of Neil Magny. Neil Magny's become a little bit long in the tooth, and he's a guy that you could finish now. Amal, what's, what's more expensive, Johnny Walker, black or blue? Blue. Blue, Okay. It's it's not cheap if you want to back Johnny Walker now because this price is starting to get away a little bit against Paul Craig, and we know what Craig wants to do. He wants to get down to the ground, and he's looking for some crazy submission, and we know Johnny Walker wants to throw hands. Can Johnny Walker stay disciplined enough to get that Johnny Walker black or blue after the, after the fight's finished? I, I think he can. I think just, that you know, like when he got knocked out by Jamal Hill, he got knocked out by a superior fighter, but his last time out, he looked great against Ian Kudilaba, getting that submission win. If this fight's on the feet, he's winning it all day. I would love the storyline for Paul Craig to win and then Jamal Hill to win, and then they could rematch that <laughs> silly fight that they had where Paul Craig broke Jamal Hill's arm. But it's probably not going to be the case. I think Johnny Walker, too much on the feet for Paul Craig to handle. He's going to get a finish and have probably a Johnny Walker neat afterwards to celebrate. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Jordan's car setup is better than my home setup. <laughs> Jordan, stay safe on the road. The host of the unnamed MMM podcast in Chicago. We appreciate you, brother. Be safe. All right, fellas. Thank you. All right. Cannot wait. By the way, the Paul Craig fight he's referencing, that's where the term tap or snap. He didn't tap. He snapped. Coming back for the finishing bow on this edition of Big Bets on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The football playoffs are heating up with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all things football this playoff season. Celebrate this weekend with our divisional round parlay insurance. Then extend the fun throughout the rest of the playoffs with our playoffs first touchdown insurance. Log into BetRivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. It is a whole new ballgame. Wrapping up this edition of Big Bets before we hit the weekend with Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here at South Point Casino and Hotel. Just had Jordan Sherwood on. Of course, from uh, ESPN Chicago, and it brings us to our pro tip for hour number two. And Amal, you know how this works, and you said earlier in the program, college football has the best home field advantage, yep. true home field advantage, right? More so than the NFL. You think even even more so than college basketball, right? Correct. I, I would venture that there's certain venues in boxing mm-hmm. and MMA where it is tangible, right? Not all of them are. But this one in Brazil, this fight card, it's real. And that's why you're seeing some of these inflated numbers that a lot of the, let's say, the American fighters like Lucky Lucky Warren Murphy, she's plus 390 against the former champ Jessica Andrade. She's minus 490 Andrade because she's the Brazilian against the American. And I do think you're going to find some inflated prices on there. Neil Magny's plus 380 against Gilbert Burns, minus 475. As Jordan and I kind of just laid out, there's no way – on a quote-unquote neutral field, if there's such a thing in MMA, that that line would be that big. So I do think you, if you're getting into this fight card this weekend, you do need to know that the judges, maybe not the fighters as much, but the judges will be influenced by what they hear. I know that we want to think that they're not affected by the crowd noise. But Amal, you see this in boxing. I see it in MMA all the time. They're human. And when you have the inexact science of scoring – Sometimes those crowds and that energy, they feel it too. So I know a lot of people go, oh, you know, this thing, I got a bad beat because the the judges are human too. And you need to factor that into your handicap uh, before these fights tomorrow night. Oh, that's a great point. And I think it's very crucial. We talked about this earlier in the week when uh, Floyd Mayweather would fight in Las Vegas. You see it so many times when fights take place in other uh, towns. I was at the Gervonta Davis fight in D.C., he ends up knocking the fighter out but um, in that one against Garcia. But the reality of it is there's so many situations where you look at and you go, well, it's going to be tough for somebody to get a decision here. I'll go back to 1992. The great, the late great, Pernell Sweepy Whitaker fought Oscar De La Hoya down in Texas, in San Antonio. Pernell Whitaker won that fight easily. Guess what? The judges didn't see it that way. And that's exactly what we're kind of getting into sometimes Judges are impacted. The crowd was for Oscar De La Hoya that day, and sometimes they can be affected by it as well. So that's the pro tip for hour number two. Just remember, before you bet UFC 283, where this fight is taking place and why you're seeing some of those Brazilians as such big favorites. Again, as a VEASAN Pro subscriber, you go to VEASAN.com. You can sort those out by show and or by sport. Uh, Let's get into some of the action that you like this weekend, just kind of review a little bit. I know in college basketball tonight, you do like a New Mexico, and you say play it up to as high as three? Correct. Okay, playing it as high as three against Boise State, that total at 145.5. And And also, if you would, just recap some of the other things you're looking for for in-game scenarios. Yeah, just depending on, you know, the numbers and how they might be playing out, uh, that St. John's game tonight is one I would be considering if you get the total at 142, 141, somewhere in that range. Uh, maybe take a look at an over there. 
Um, if you can get Villanova at six and a half or seven on an end game, that's another play I would take a look at. So just some things to consider if there's no other bets. And then in terms of college basketball coming up this weekend, um, UNLV is going to be at Fresno State. I like Vegas to end their losing streak. And then Ohio State's on a five-game losing streak. They're going to host Iowa. I think the Hawkeyes are going to have a hard time. I think the Buckeyes win that game. Just Those are a couple of the games. Big 12, you got some interesting matchups coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be some really good ones. Haven't necessarily narrowed it down in terms of uh, which ones I'm kind of partial to, but to me, I'm looking at some of the overnight lines right now. Uh, The one that intrigues me is Baylor is on the road at Oklahoma at Lloyd Noble. Sooners coming off that loss uh, in Stillwater. I think they bounce back. They're tough at home. I like Baylor. They're a good team. Yep. But right now in the Big 12, it is so hard to win on the road. So just something to pay attention. A big number at the Fog tomorrow. TCU catching 8.5 against uh, uh, Kansas. So maybe Porter Moser back Oklahoma coming off that loss to Okie State. Again, you're also looking at UNLV mm-hmm. to bounce back. Boy, they look like a, you know, a juggernaut at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Really hit the skids. You think they start to bounce back tomorrow night? Yeah, I, I think it's a good opportunity for them. I, I think that this is a matchup against Fresno, who at times can struggle. UNLV's got some good individual talent. Can they put it together as a collective? It's hard now, you know, because this is what's turned into a one-bid league. Um, it's going to be challenging because the other thing is right now, this year, you're going to wind up on the WCC. You're going to wind up with two teams for sure, St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Yeah. And then here, right now, nobody's overwhelming. So, you know, Boise's having a good year. But I think San Diego State's always a team to beat. They go on the road down to the fort the other night in Fort Collins, and they beat Colorado State. So kind of you got to take advantage of some of the weaker opponents like a Fresno State if you're a UNLV. And also, Maul's looking at Ohio State tomorrow yeah. as well. So mark those down on your college basketball card. You know, I, I get it, all, and I, I'm totally with you, and I can understand why. But, you know, some of my plays are in the NFL this weekend, and I'll say this, uh, you know, just as a grain of salt, the word of caution, these lines are as tight as you're going to get, right? We know that we've seen them bouncing literally a half point, maybe a full point, but you're not seeing wild swings like we saw once we saw the injury news last week with Skyler Thompson, that ridiculous line move from, what, about 7 up to 13. That's not happening this week. I did play the Cowboys at 4, and I played the money line $1.75. I really do think they're live to win the game. Now, I am concerned about Brett Maher. Like, if this becomes a field goal game, is he going to be able to, to boot in that game winner if it comes down to that? Uh, you know, is that still an issue after missing five straight extra points and, you know, four dating back to the Monday night game? It is still a short week for the Cowboys on the road, but I think this will be kind of like last week against the Buccaneers, the best version of the Cowboys going into Santa Clara tomorrow and getting good news on the injury front here. It looks like J. Ron Kirst is going to be okay. We saw Michael Parsons get nicked up at, right before halftime. Looks like he's good to go. So, you know, maybe Jason Peters, you got to look for him in the offensive line. But the Cowboys, with the exception of what happened earlier in the year with a lot of their corners, they're as healthy right now as they've been. So, yes, it's a short week, but I think this is the best Cowboy unit that the Niners are going to see on Sunday. I would agree with you. that You brought up the short week. I think that's a big part of it for me when I look at the San Francisco-Dallas matchup. It is Think about this. San Francisco played Saturday afternoon. You're talking 48 hours. Oh, yeah. You traveled from Tampa to Dallas. Now you got to go from Dallas to San Francisco. So I think there's a little bit of an advantage there. Now, is it going to affect the outcome of the game? No, I don't believe that. But I think when you're getting ready for a tough team like San Francisco, you want to have to minimize the other distractions and other things going on that you have. I, I'm with you. I, I think that is a competitive disadvantage by playing the Monday night game. We know it's about money, and that's why the league did that. But Really, we're talking about trying to make this as equal as possible. That is a disadvantage for the Cowboys, to be sure. Uh, if it showed itself, I think it would show itself late rather than early, but we'll see because, again, they're traveling out to Santa Clara today. As you mentioned, getting back late Monday night. You only get the two days, 48 hours in Dallas-Fort Worth area, and then, boom, you're on the road uh, to, to get out there to San Francisco today. Yeah, and, you know, look, we knew they were going to have the late game uh, because the Cowboys and the Buccaneers played on Monday night, so that one less day. And this is the one time where Dallas gets hurt being America's team, right? You wind up in that Monday night window that you would normally not if you're, you know, say from Cincinnati or Buffalo. Uh, But this is the situation and what it is. Dallas has got a great opportunity. And look, what's really great if you're Dallas, you know, coming into Sunday, if the Giants somehow pull off the upset, you are hosting the NFC Championship game. That will be motivation if that does happen on Saturday. That does lead me to one of my teasers. And I I do like... Uh, I like all four dogs, quite quite frankly, this weekend. I, I, I do think two dogs can win outright. I'm not 
really convinced which two can do. But my point is, I think we're getting at least three really close games. Maybe the one that could get away is the, is the Jaguars. I've played them first half, the Jags, because I don't know that they can stay four quarters with the Chiefs. But I expect them to have some sort of carryover effect in the positive from the way they ended up against the Chargers uh, last week. Because I just think now they're house money. They're like, There's, we shouldn't be here. And and we know it. So what do we have to lose? We're not going to play conservative. I think they come out with their guns blazing early, and let's see if they keep it blazing for all four. I think we could see a trick play out of the Jags early. Yeah. I think you're going to take certain risk. You know where you're at. And I thought you brought up a great point just now in terms of them playing theoretically with house money. I don't think they necessarily look at that. But look, if Mike Vrabel runs the ball on third down and six, maybe Henry gets the first down. Maybe the Jags don't move the ball down the field and get the score. You come back from down 27 nothing against the uh, Chargers. So to your point, it's really well made, which is there's two scenarios in which you look and you go, Jacksonville should be at a home on the couch getting ready for the draft, but that's not the case. You're taking on Patrick Mahomes. Great opportunity here. In my opinion, for them to be able to win this game, not cover to win this game, they got to be plus two in the turnover category, and Travis Etienne's got to have at least 75 yards rushing. On the flip side, to be able to cover, I still think they got to be plus one in the turnover margin, and they've got to force two scenarios where they push Kansas City to field goals in the red zone. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It feels like they're going to need a couple. Mm-hmm. They're going to need some breaks from 15. By the way, 15 gave those to Cincinnati last year when the Bengals made yes. that improbable comeback. So can't wait to see how this all plays out. I'm all uh, best of luck with your plays this weekend as well. Can't wait. Hopefully it's victory Monday when I see you on Monday. But we don't Good know. luck. Final countdown is next right here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.